Welcome to Keys to the Podcastle with Austin and Luke, where we discuss every Disney animated movie ever. Pretty much. Join us for a fun look at the classics, the not-so-classics, and the not-so-classic sequels and remakes to the classics every Wednesday. Hi, welcome to the Keys to the Podcastle. I'm Luke. Hi, and I am the hero of the high top. Austin Howitt. Wow, the hero of the high top. What That's an me. honor it is to be in your presence. Well, you know, I it's like I it's like I say, I and my best friend Britney Spears, I'm like the ringleader. I call the shots. Mm-hmm. You want a Maserati? I do. You better work, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I think Britney Spears has a lot of life motto songs, mm-hmm. such as "Not a girl, not yet a woman." Yeah. Um, about personal growth. So really, Britney Spears. Kind of like, like a like the modern day Plato. I got to say. Wow. <laughs> uh, so this is an interesting episode because Austin and I are recording for the first time in person. In person, the same room. In the same room, um, using the same microphone because mm-hmm. we don't have the money for more than one microphone. That's true, and that means we can also talk over each other a lot easier now. Instead of like the sound turning off on one of us, it will just be a jumble. Yeah, so that's fun for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we would also like to apologize uh, for the lack of content, mm-hmm. all five of our viewers mm-hmm. slash listeners mm-hmm. that we have, because um, it's my fault. Um, I just got busy. Something's happened. My cat died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I got two new cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a holiday show. That was super good. Thank you, Austin. And uh, now we're here. And yeah. It just takes a long time to edit an hour-long podcast. Who would have thought? It's really hard. <laughs> so stop yelling at him, please. Yeah, all of you, all of you people who are totally yelling at me, <laughs> stop. Because it's really hurting my feelings. Anyway. So today we're going to talk about Disney's Dumbo. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know how we said that there won't be pauses because, you know, we're... In person? That's... Whatever. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Uh, So, Dumbo was released uh, in 1941. It had its world premiere on October 23rd, 1941, and it had its wide release on Halloween in 1941. What a great Halloween movie. It's true. It's very scary. There is, like, one part of it that's kind of scary. It's kind of just spooky in general. Yeah. Anyway, it was directed by Ben Sharpstein, Norman Ferguson, Wilfred Jackson, Bill Roberts, Jack Kinney, Samuel Armstrong. It was produced by Walt Disney with a story by Otto Englander, Joe Grant, and Dick Humor. Now, do you... <laughs> Dick Humor. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, Luke, in that list of people, I noticed when I was watching uh, the opening credits for Dumbo. Dumbo, yes. That our friend T. He was not involved in this movie. This is the first movie we've watched where T. He was not involved. Was like, there no He He? No, I kept an eye out for Mr. T. He in the credits. No T. He? No, unfortunately. Why was he not doing it? Was he doing Bambi or something? No, maybe maybe he just was maybe he just stopped. Maybe maybe he retired. Maybe maybe he did. Or he died. No, he died in 88. Oh, okay. Well, then he didn't die. He left after the strike. Oh. Okay. Um, and then he came back and, like, barely worked there. So he left after Fantasia. So Got no it. more Teehee. Sorry, Austin. That's okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so um, this movie is interesting. I watched a documentary oh, yeah? about the mil- movie, <laughs> the Mjolm, <laughs> that <laughs> was on Disney Plus under the Extras tab. And it was kind of interesting. Uh, let me see. Who did I want to talk about? Joe Grant. Joe Grant, who Disney hired to write the story, mm-hmm. um, is really interesting. He worked in Disney in the early days and then quit at one point in like the 50s and did not work at Disney again until the 90s. Oh, wow. And so 
he worked on Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, Lion King and Pocahontas and Mulan and all those movies in the 90s and even worked on some Pixar movies. And he worked up until the day he died on May 6, 2005, and he was 96. Oh, wow. He worked the day before he died. That's crazy. Isn't that cray-cray? Yeah. Was he a part of the writing the whole time? Mm, yeah, he was part of the development staff for okay. the movies in the 90s. Um, he left in the 40s and came back in the 90s. So uh, Disney hired Joe and Dick uh, to develop the story for Dumbo. Dumbo was supposed to make up the money that was lost on Pinocchio and Fantasia. So they wanted to make production really simple on it. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to have a solid story before they even started the art for it. Oh, okay. So Dick <laughs> and <laughs> Joe wrote Dumbo in chapters and would present it to Disney in chapters. Oh, cool. Um, so they'd be like... they It was like a serial, like a to-be-continued mm-hmm. thing, so they kept Disney's interest peaked as they wrote it. They didn't present him just one draft. They continually gave him things on a weekly basis, or whenever they gave it to him. Um, it, the movie was completed just before the Disney animator strike in 1941, and yeah, they saved a lot of money from not doing as many special effects and from not having any deleted scenes because they knew exactly what they needed going into the making of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was made on not very much money at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it says the budget was 950000 whereas the budget for Pinocchio was $2.6 Oh, that's a significant drop in budget. Yes, it is. And the budget for Fantasia was $2.28 million. <gasps> So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I find the background of Dumbo a lot more interesting than the movie itself, personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a good... That's a good segue yeah. to the question. Uh-huh. Is Dumbo good? Three, two, one. Yes. I, I'm, not, I'm not super into it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, what a quandary we found ourselves in. I know. In. What, an, what an unfortunate circumstance. I was a fan... I wasn't. I really didn't enjoy my time with Dumbo, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you serious? I am. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> I what? thought it was fine. What was wrong with it? I just thought it was boring. What? Yeah. I was like, I was kind of bored the whole time. Uh, I didn't like in, like any of the characters except for Dumbo and his mom, which like is fair. I, obviously, you weren't supposed to like a good amount of the characters. Um, but, like, I don't know. I was just... I finished it, and I was just, like... I felt bored. Oh, my gee. <laughs> anyway, so before we get into the synopsis, we have our, <laughs> our first segment, yeah. which is the get-to-know-Austin-a-little-bit-better segment. Where I ask Austin an overly personal question that has something to do vaguely with the film we are watching. <laughs> Very loosely. Very loosely. So for Reluctant Dragon, I asked him when there was a time when fear controlled his life. <laughs> <laughs> so today, my question is, when have you felt judged for your physical appearance and how did you overcome it? <laughs> uh, let's see. When did I feel judged for my physical appearance? Um... <laughs> uh, yes. I guess the most outright instance was like when I was in high school, mm. which I feel like that's already a good enough answer. Yeah, was just high school. High school. Um, but I was in the I was in the line in, ca- in the cafeteria to get my lunch, uh, and the head football coach approached me. Oh no! I think I was a fr- yeah. I think I was a freshman. Either like a late freshman, like an early sophomore. Right. Anyway, I was there, and he was like, he was like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to join the the football team? You're, uh-huh. you're like you're built like a football player." And yeah. I was like, I actually want to do not that and do theater. And you could like, it's like it's almost like you could see the southern man. Uh, oh, I like, know what you're talking about. <laughs> like you could see like his like the gears in his head. He couldn't quite comprehend that statement. I know. Um, so he always like he like pushed me for the football team a lot, and then finally he. He just gave up. Thank goodness. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know if I like really overcame that per se, aside from just like turning down the football gig. Mm. Um, but I think that was like 
like one of the times where like I noticed like my physical appearance was like indicative of something else other than the thing that I wanted to do or like be you know participate in yeah which thankfully uh the the theater group in in high school and throughout my theatrical career it has like it's obviously gotten me certain roles over others um but that doesn't bother me personally Mm -hmm. but I noticed that the theater would be more accepting of me how I am (laughs) more than like someone who thought that I needed to be in like their awful football team (laughs) right 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 no, I I understand that, and I grew up in Arkansas, which is very similar to the Mississippi Memphis upbringing that you had, mm-hmm. um, where I got stopped by a lot of men, and they'd be like, you "Play football," and I'd be like, "No, sir," and then they wouldn't let me tell me what they did, and they said basketball, and I'd be like, "No," and then they said, and I'm about to say, and they interrupt again, baseball, and I'm like, "No," and then I about, to, and then they interrupt me again, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Like the European bullshit. Yeah. Sorry, second cuss word. I'm gonna have to put an explicit mark on this. Anyway, <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, what do you do?" And I was like, "I am in theater." And they'd be like, "Ugh,", uh, and their their brains would explode. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um, as far as me feeling that my physical appearance, I felt judged by my physical appearance. Um, I've never, I haven't always been big chubby but I've always been big if that makes any sense I've always had broad shoulders and a big booty that's just kind of how I've been built Um, and so like throughout high school I would always get called fat even if I wasn't fat Mm -hmm. and then when I moved to Florida it got worse (laughs) (laughs) Um, then high school uh, once I started doing things in the public eye so (laughs) There was a reviewer that came and saw me in a show, (laughs) and they were like, there are people of all sizes on that stage, even some super size. And I was clearly the biggest person (laughs) in the show. (laughs) And so this woman in a (laughs) a local newspaper publication (laughs) said that I was super sized. Isn't yeah. that awful? That is awful. That's it's not, terrible. Not as bad as my friend Brian, who she called Pudgy. She was like, Brian Finnerty is little pudgy and a lot funny. It's not <laughs> as bad as that. However, after a show that I did once, I somebody came up to the stage door, and they were like talking to the people that, I, that was in it, and then he came up to me, and he said, Who feeds you? What? Yeah. Have I not told you about that? No. No, it was after a concert. It was after um, Eric's concert. And he came up, and I was just singing backup, and and I had like a solo or two, and he literally came up to me after the show and asked me, who feeds me? Oh my God. And I was like, excuse me? And he said, who feeds you? And I said, I do? And he's like, hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, I'm going to move on. I said, I don't know why you'd ask me that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I dealt with it. Yeah. And how I dealt with being called supersized as I wrote it into a show that I do. <laughs> <laughs> and called the reviewer out by name. <laughs> so maybe that was a question for me to get some things off my chest. <laughs> get to know us and Yeah, now you the viewer know more about us. Yes. Anyway, so we're gonna get started by talking about Dumbo. <laughs> so just like Fantasia, Dumbo starts with a racist warning. Sure does. Yes. And it's not super apparent until the very end of the movie. No, it's not super apparent until the... Well, yeah. I Yeah, it's not super apparent until the, the crows show up. Yeah. The crows show up, by the way. So the movie opens with some lovely circus credits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you like those, Austin? I did. There were aspects of the movie I liked. I just thought I wasn't into the full experience. The full we'll get, experience. We'll get into that as we go. Alright, however, the credits, like, ended weird. Did you, do you remember this? Austin watched this movie a month ago. I watched this the other day. Uh, and you would think that perhaps to prepare for the podcast, mayhaps I should do a rewatch. But I didn't do that. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. But the credits didn't end. The song faded out into the storm that the storks were flying through. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't, like, end and then fade in. It was, like, storm. Yeah. It was really weird. Anyway, and for that reason, I hate it. 
<laughs> or like a shark tank. And for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wrote down weird transition to the storm. But I love the stork's opening. The stork's opening like, was good. I did, the Mr. Yeah. Stork. Mm-hmm. The stork is in the stork. Yeah, and I, I like the storks. The baby animal stork. Stork. <laughs> so I like the storks a lot. The storks were cute. <laughs> and the little giraffe had two parachutes. Because oh, yeah. it's so big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the storks are flying in and they're dropping... Um, dropping pe- babies all across the state of Florida. All across the state of Florida. Babies for every every animal. <laughs> and so, like, drop a hippo and then the hippo would, like, drop into the water next to the other hippo. And then a bunch of tigers come out and start nursing. And then a giraffe comes out. What was the first one? It was like a bear or a gorilla? Yeah, something like that. I don't remember, but the mom looked so happy. She was yeah. like, ah! They were also happy to get their children. I know, the bebes. Anyway, oh, and I wrote down, Florida! Yeah. It's where I live, Me unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take precautions. We're gonna kill everyone with COVID. Who? Um, so, there is this big elephant lady, as opposed to a small elephant. Yeah. There's a female elephant. Her name is Jumbo. <laughs> and she's wanting a bebe. As the... Babies fall from the sky. <laughs> she is reaching for them as if she wants it to be hers, but alas, none of them are for her. No. And then the night ends. And the next day happens, and they're kind of like getting on the train. Am I right? Yeah, they're getting on the train. And Casey Jr. is the name of the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that song go? I don't remember, but I did say, uh, hey, that train sounds familiar. From Reluctant Dragon? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of sound like, um, like Stephen Robert. Hawking. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, was Stephen Hawking alive when they made the, the remake? No. Is it offensive so. to say that Stephen Hawking should have played the train? Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, while they were loading the train, like all the animals were getting on the train, and this camel was going on the train, and his little humpies were really jello-licious. Yeah. They weren't like a normal camel where it would move with it, they were like jiggling. Yeah. It was interesting. Anyway, I love the train for some reason. I will say, the, when all the animals came on and we got to see all the animals getting onto the train and everything, I said the animation seems smoother and the art looked smoother to me. Like, when? Yeah, I thought a lot of the... It looked it looked cleaner, I guess, than, some, than the other last two did. Than, or not the last two, but I guess than Pinocchio and uh, Snow White did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think... Uh, is attributed to like the simplistic style they wanted to go with because of the budget. Yeah. So it looked a little, a little like smoother and simpler. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I love the train. Oh, um, and then the new stork comes in and he's he's got a little vest on. He's a little different than the other storks. Yeah. <laughs> he's not your average stork. No, he has a vest and a hat. And a hat, and he's got this heavy little guy in this thing you're like well, I wonder what that could be it's not like this is about a baby elephant <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's got his map so he can find where to deliver this bebe <laughs> and he sits on a cloud and he puts little dumb I mean whoever is in <laughs> the blanket <laughs> on the cloud and he keeps falling through the cloud and he's looking at the, the map and his beak's p- kind of poking through the map and I thought that was a cute detail yeah Anyway, so he delivers uh, the thing to Jumbo, who is the female elephant from mm-hmm. before, and the stork is verse vo- voiced by Sterling Holloway, who is known for voicing Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Ka from the Jungle Book, and oh. the Cheshire Cat. In Alice yeah. So he was Winnie the Pooh before Jim Cummings. Was oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And Jim Cummings, like, replaced him on all of the things that he did. Oh, okay. I thought that was always Jim Cummings. No. I didn't realize he was the guy before him. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to make sure I'm right first. He's got too many credits to look through. Jeez. Let's just assume you're right. (laughs) Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Maybe he didn't do Tigger. 
I know Sterling Holloway. I'm not Sterling. Um, Jim Cummings did both. Yeah. But anyway, Sterling Holloway did that. He's kind of weird looking. A little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a little odd. Anyway, <laughs> kind of looks like this dork. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been judged by your physical appearance? <laughs> <laughs> he's weird looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's dead. It's fine. Um, let me see. Okay, so they drop off the thing, and all the, ele- the nice elephant ladies are nice, originally. They're like, oh, how nice for you. See, I I read that as they were, like, they were making fun of her for getting a baby. And then, when the baby is unraveled, then all of a sudden, they're excited for him. That's what I picked up on. At least. No, that's what I that's what I picked up. Like, they're making fun of her. Oh, and then you were the, and then the, the baby came out, and then they were really nice to the baby and to Jumbo until something gets revealed. And that thing that is revealed... Might be ears. Might, might be. Could be. Yeah, so what are my other notes? Oh, I said Dumbo is the cutest thing to ever exist. Yes, I said I love baby Dumbo. Um... <laughs> Without them realizing that he is Baby Dumbo the whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but at the time, I wrote in all caps, I love Baby Dumbo. Uh, and then I wrote, I hate those elephants. <laughs> had you seen this movie before? I I think I had, but so long ago that I that it was basically a new experience mm-hmm. for me. I had not seen it. I, basically, I pretty much hadn't either. Mm-hmm. I hate this sassy woman. Sassy elephant woman. Yeah, I don't like all. I don't like all three of them. They're all no. so mean. Fun fact: Verna Felton voiced the elephant matriarch with the purple thing, mm-hmm. and she also voiced Jumbo for the one oh. line that she has, which is oh. Dum- uh, "Jumbo Junior." Is oh. the only thing that Dumbo's mother says yeah. in the whole movie. Oh, wow! Yeah, it was nice though. Mm-hmm. Him and his mom's relationship was really sweet. So sweet, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the music for a second. Okay. Which is really interesting. It reminds me of Pinocchio's music in that it's not a musical, but it's like the music doesn't, where the, as the music doesn't push the story forward, mm-hmm. but the music is like underscoring and it's more of like a pitch perfect situation where the characters are singing mm-hmm. rather than a um, West Side Story situation where. Mm-hmm. The characters are singing, but they're not in context singing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It does, yeah. Wow, it's been a long um, time since I've done this. Yeah, uh, Dump actually engages in a riff-off. <laughs> with uh, the uh, mean elephants. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I like to bag it, bag it up, babe. And a bunch of white girls sing no diggity. Yeah. That, that's... that's <laughs> The summary of all three Pitch Perfect movies is a bunch of white girls singing No Diggity. Yeah. (laughs) And one Asian girl beatboxes. Yeah. But it's funny because the Asian girl, all she does is whisper things about being creepy and eating your food. I hadn't thought critically about the Pitch Perfect casting until just now. And now I'm like, huh. Yeah. And then the one black girl is like kind of like a a lecherous, my favorite word, lesbian (laughs) to like everybody. Oh, yeah. And, um,. That's in the first one, and I think that there's a Guatemalan girl that's added to the group in the second yes, movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> and the the fat character, like, there's a bunch of fat jokes about her. Yeah. And it like is not at all inclusive. It really isn't. It's very. Huh. <laughs> it pushes stereotypes hard. It's not great. It yeah. And then like the slutty one is like he's a hunter, so like that. There's also like a there's also a stereotype. Yeah. On that too, huh? But I they're never, funny. I never thought about that. I I kind of disliked the songs, really. I like the first Pitch Perfect. I like the second one. You like, like the second one more? Yeah. Uh, now I'm about more. I had a okay, real quick before we get too sidetracked to Pitch Perfect. <laughs> but I I watched the first Pitch Perfect with a friend who loved the movie, so he talked about the movie the whole time we were watching it. So I had a better experience watching two than I did one. Do I know this friend? No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> I can't. People who quote the movie while you're watching it. It's the worst. I can't enjoy The Princess Bride. It's impossible. 
because everyone else has seen it. And, we'll quote it and like, quotes it. I'm like, stop. And it's such a homeschool movie, too. And so growing up homeschooled, everyone would always watch it. And they'd quote the whole thing, and it would ruin it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, let me enjoy it. So I've never once enjoyed The Princess Bride because I've never been able to sit down and actually, like, laugh and enjoy it because people are like, marriage, marriage is what brings us together. And, like, <laughs> my name really... is Inigo Montoya. And I'm like, Which... stop talking. Yeah, and the marriage thing really isn't I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's funny, too. (laughs) (laughs) The marriage thing isn't funny. Yeah, I think it's funny. I'm just kidding. Um, So, anyway, Dumbo is delivered. He opens up his big old floppy ears. And then all of a sudden, all the elephants, which also have big ears by, like, whatever. They get really upset and make fun of Dumbo for having big old floppy ears. Um... And then after that, they uh, they get to where they're going to set up the circus, and they're setting up the circus in the middle of a storm, mm-hmm. which I thought, personally, I even wrote down, I had two things. One, I loved Dumbo with a hammer. That was cute. Yeah. Uh, and two, I said, just set up the tent later. Yeah, just set up the tent later. But before that, the um, train had to, like, climb a hill. Oh, yeah. And oh, I was like, yeah, I yeah. think I can, I think I can, I think oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came down the hill and was like, I thought I, I knew I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. I thought that was funny. But yeah, so this is the Roustabout song when they're setting up the tent and they're putting all the animals to work. And a bunch of black men are putting up the tent alongside them. Yep. And it goes back and forth between the black men doing a task and then the animals doing a task, mm-hmm. the same task. And then the black men, and I did not like how it compared them to animals. Yeah. Not a fan of that. However, I'm reading, looking the lyrics. When other folks have gone to bed, we slave until we're almost dead. We're happy-hearted roustabouts. We don't know when we get our pay, and when we do, we throw our pay away. We get our pay when children say with happy hearts, it's circus day. Muscles aching, back near breaking, eggs and bacon, what we need. Yes, sir! Bossman houndin', keep on pounding for your bed and feed. There ain't no let up, must get set up, pull that canvas, drive that stake, want to doze off, get them clothes off, must, but must keep awake. <laughs> Swing that sledge, sing that song, work and laugh the whole night long, you happy hearted roustabouts, pull and pound and try and ground in, big top round and into shape, keep on working, stop that shark and grab that rope, you hairy ape. Pound and pound and pound and pound and though. Huh. <laughs> so that is the song of the roustabouts uh-huh. while they are putting the tent up. Yes. Which is problematic, and I don't even need to say why. No. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing the more dangerous animals into the tent the next day, including the gorilla who is, like, shaking on the bars. Mm-hmm. And then when he shakes on the bars, he pulls off one of the bars, and then he's like, what? And then he, like, <laughs> gently puts the bar yeah. back. That was funny. What was it? I like this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. Oh. It's about the mouse. Oh, Timothy J. Mouse? Yeah. Uh, wait, is that his name, Timothy J.? It's Timothy, Timothy Q. Mouse. What does Q stand for? I don't know. Uh, but he introduces himself as Timothy Q. Mouse. This little Bugs Bunny dude. <laughs> Bugs Bunny? Yeah. He, he gave me Big Bugs Bunny. Big, big Bugs Bunny vibes. Because so. of his voice, his accent? Yeah. <coughs> and I think his mannerisms, he was pretty... I thought it was kind of like... I feel like he would have given me a like a what's up doc at some point. Yeah, after he like nommed on a peanut. Yeah, he seemed kind of snarky. Yeah, he was really into peanuts. He was. Anyway, I was a big fan of his. Yeah, I like Timothy Q. Mouse. Anyway, so all the ladies are um, huddled around the hay bale and talking bad about... Is that what happens? Oh, wait, this is... No, first... First, the clowns... I don't know if the clowns show up, but I think there's a clown act. And, because I wrote... Because I wrote, after them with a hammer and set up the ten after the storm, I said, I hate the clowns. And then I have this kid as psycho because of him meeting Dumbo. Wow. My brain is backwards. I might have said I like this guy, because... Did they do the fire rescue scene before Jumbo went crazy? I don't know if they did. 
I think they did because I don't think the mouse was with Jumbo for it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't think they did. No, wait. Oh, my gosh. Luke. <laughs> Next time, Mrs. Jumbo remains dignified. No. Mrs. Jumbo goes first. Okay. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> okay. First thing that happens is, this is what happens when one of us doesn't watch it in a month and one of us brain never works. So, um... So after Pinocchio gets eaten by the whale. Yeah, after <laughs> Pinocchio gets eaten by the blood-hungry shark. <laughs> named Bruce. Um, so, Jumbo and Dumbo are on display in the circus tent, and a bunch of stupid boys, one of them who looks a lot like Lampwick from Pinocchio, comes up, yeah. and he's all mean to Dumbo, and pulls on his ears, and somehow gets behind the barricade, Yeah. and Jumbo goes crazy, and like throws him around and spanks him and stuff, and yeah, that's kind which, of... fair enough, that kid's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, and deserved it. Yeah. Anyway, but Jumbo's an animal, so they put her in solitary. <laughs> they literally... Like, and her, like, eyes go red. Yeah. Which is spooky, but mm-hmm. it's because she's, you know, very angry. I might say she's mama-bearing, but she's actually mama-elephant. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't roll the tongue quite as much as mama-bearing, though. No. Anyway, so they put her in this little train car that says Mad Elephant all over it. Like, danger, danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she stays there. So that's what happens. And all of the, the other women elephant are surround... This is where this happens. Yeah. Are around the hay bale talking bad about Jumbo and Dumbo, um, saying that they wouldn't let Dumbo eat at their hay bale if he even... They wouldn't even eat next to him. Yeah. And they even, like, made a pact that he was no longer an elephant, and this is where Timothy Mouse shows up. Yeah. I wrote... Oh, yeah, <coughs> here I have this Bugs Bunny Mouse. Yeah. Uh, before that, <laughs> I wrote... He's an, he's literally an infant. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. He's actually three days old. Three days old. The cut him some slack. <laughs> literally, he didn't do anything. No. This poor guy. And Timothy Mouse says he takes pity on on poor Dumbo, mm-hmm. and you know that that old thing about elephants being afraid of mice. Yep. He pops up on the hay bale and scares all the ladies away when Dumbo they won't let Dumbo eat with them. And that's actually really funny how they, like, climb up the thing. Yeah. <laughs> All the animation on the elephants, like, falling and stuff is really funny. Mm-hmm. I will say, up to this point in the movie, I was enjoying it. Um, I think I got bored a little bit at, after this point, mm-hmm. and then throughout the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> at about the 30-minute mark, I just gave up. <laughs> a, a little bit. Um, I didn't give up. But I this, like, the opening part of this so far, I... I did enjoy, and I like Timothy Q. Mouse. Yes, he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they overhear the ringmaster trying to develop a new act where all the elephants are stacked on top of each other, mm-hmm. but they can't figure out a climax, and they say climax too many times. They do. And Timothy's like, aha, you're gonna be the climax, Dumbo. I don't know why I gave him that voice. <laughs> and Dumbo's like... I'm a child. (laughs) Dumbo actually didn't say anything because Dumbo doesn't talk. He sure doesn't. And so, Timothy Mouse goes into the ringmaster's um, tent while he's sleeping and says Dumbo into his ear. Dumbo's the climax like a ghost in the animation with him wrapped up in the sheet. Super cute. But now that I'm thinking about it, the animals can talk to humans? I... You know... I'm not sure, because they didn't explore that past that point, and maybe it's just like, maybe Timothy Q. Mouse is like a Meowth situation, where like, he's- Jesse, Jay, Meowth! That's right, where he's taught himself to speak English, um, in order to impress another familiar mouse, but that's set up, that's for like a prequel backstory episode, not for the main movie. Jesus. Uh... So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe just Timothy Q. Mouse can speak English. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Anyway, so he makes Dumbo the climax of the act, where he goes all the way to the top of the stack of elephants and has to wave a little flag. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Dumbo walks behind Timothy Mouse, he holds on to his little tail. Yeah. And it's so cute <laughs> because you know how elephants hold on to each other's tails, yeah. but it's a little mouse. It's the cutest little detail yeah. ever. It's so cute. Um, and I think... 
I love it when I write down one word and I assume that I'm gonna know what that means later. I did that too. I wrote the word assassin. I wrote assassin too. Yeah, I wrote assassin. Lol. But I don't know what that means. I know. <laughs> I also wrote assassin. The elephant matriarch calls either Timothy or Dumbo an assassin. Oh yeah. When they're running away, assassin. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. And that was really funny. <laughs> Uh, so Dumbo's going on and he gets stage fright and then Timothy pokes him in the butt with a needle mm -hmm. to get him to go on after all of the elephant ladies pile on to a ball and that whole physical comedy situation is really mm -hmm. funny and Dumbo's about to run and because Dumbo has huge long ears he starts tripping over his ears and then he knocks all of the elephants down and it's a disaster it is this is a disaster this is a disaster uh, and then I guess he's didn't they say, like, he's no longer an elephant? Was that when it happened? Yeah. Okay, yes, that's when that happened. Mm -hmm. They claimed him no longer an elephant. And they agreed. Yeah. All agreed that this four-day-old elephant is not an elephant. No. He is now, in, like, an ethereal entity. Yes. He exists. He exists in, at this point, four-dimensional space, since he no longer has an identity. Mm -hmm. Dumbo no longer exists on... On this plane, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, the disaster <laughs> brings down the entire big top. Because it's a bunch of elephants knocking everything over. Yeah. It's it's a disaster. It is. Um, so instead of him being the climax, Dumbo is made into a clown as a part of a clown act where Dumbo gets rescued from the top of a quote-unquote burning building uh -huh. by a bunch of clown firefighters. I hate the clowns. Why? Oh, I, I didn't hate them. I did. I thought they were creepy and spooky. Do you not like clowns in general? Uh, it depends on the situation. I just didn't like these clowns. Mm. Anyway, um, when Dumbo jumped off the thing, he fell through the thing that was supposed to catch him into a vat of pie filling. And that's the end joke. And people went crazy and loved Dumbo and the firefighters. Mm -hmm. And the clowns were like, ooh, good for us. So fun fact about the clowns. Give me one second. Find this so I can read it. So this was around the time of the start of the animator strike. Okay. So the clown's requests to get a raise from their boss is actually a reference to the Disney animators that went on strike in 1941 during the creation of the film, oh. demanding higher pay from Walt himself. Moreover, the clowns, or at least their silhouettes, are characters of those animators who demanded higher pay. Interesting. Isn't that shady? That is shady. Wow. That, that's a nice little, that's a neat little detail. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I don't know if the animators did, but like... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the animators are probably like, wait, hold on. Wait, what? Um, anyway, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. But, like, in a shady kind of way. Uh, I also like the silhouettes that they do throughout. Like, with the human characters, because they don't yeah. spend much time on the human characters. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you see them talking, it's always from the animal's perspective. Yeah. Through, like, the tent. And yeah. so that's really cool. The silhouette of the clowns is really cool, and they were all being rowdy and getting drunk and talking about how they're gonna make the tower like 800 feet taller yeah and they're all getting drunk on champagne and then they accidentally spill champagne into a water mm -hmm. bucket that's true and that's where Dumbo gets his water and Dumbo gets wasted yeah, as does Timothy Q. Mouse yes they get wasted they do and then the pink elephant march happens give me one second <laughs> well actually even before that we had the uh, Dumbo goes to see his mom at the Mad Elephant Is that... thing, and she sings to him. This is before. oh yeah, that is before. Yeah, Baby Mine's before. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Baby Mine's the prettiest song ever. It's pretty. I like. I wasn't. I wasn't into it. What? Yeah, it was. Just, it was long. <laughs> I liked the visual of the baby animals. Like I thought the baby animals were cute. Baby Mine's one of the most iconic songs ever. I had never heard it you've never heard baby mine i guess not um and i just i didn't oh i didn't dig it it wasn't it wasn't my thing are you serious yeah austin <laughs> i was boring baby mine <laughs> wow do you also not like puppies i love puppies baby mine is beautiful 
How dare. <laughs> anyway, after that happens, then the march of the pink elephants happens, mm-hmm. which is when Dumbo and Timothy are drunk that, off yeah. their asses. Another another segment that I thought was cool. Um, and unnecessarily long? Yes. Um, I wrote in all caps, DREAM BALLET! <laughs> Oklahoma wishes! <laughs> um... I thought it was I thought it was cool with a little unsettling, which is what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So like I thought, I thought it was cool. Uh, I liked uh, that. I liked the angular elephants becoming rounded elephants. That is fun. That was neat. I like the pattern elephants going through each other and then their patterns converging yes. and then they like get stuck together. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't like like the elephant cars and stuff. Yeah, I didn't like the eyeless elephants. Uh, I didn't like the human body made entirely of elephant heads. Yeah. There was some weird stuff, like, unnecessary. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I said this was a bad trip. Mm -hmm. Uh. It's one of those things where I I liked it, but I think it could have been shorter. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I lost I lost interest in it a little bit after it started for a while. Elephants marching, pink elephants bubbles, pink elephants champagne. You know, my uncle used to tell me, um, and I don't know if it was inspired by Dumbo or if he was just being goofy as he is. Um, he used to tell me that if you he would like walk up to me and he would like pinch my left ear and he would go, "Can you see pink elephants?" He's like, "If you if you pinch your left ear, you can see like pink elephants." And I was like, "No." Why do adults lie to children? I don't know, and I don't know why he did a lie that involved like <laughs> pinching me uh, to see things. So I'm like, I didn't like hurt my feelings or anything, but it was just weird. I was like, "This is like," <laughs> it was almost like. Like, if it wasn't my uncle and I knew he wasn't doing it lovingly, it almost seems like a thing like, like a bully would do. You see pink elephants? Yeah. You see him? Yeah. Which I don't know why they'd say that, because I don't know if I'd be scared of the bully if they were just talking about colorful elephants. You see pink elephants? Oh, I do. It's yeah. you. <laughs> I do. Everywhere. Every waking <laughs> hour. <laughs> do you see them? Do I need to get it checked out? <laughs> anyway, I love a dream ballet just in general. Yeah. That's... I put dream ballets. I'm gonna. I want to put a dream ballet in every show I do now. Oh. Because we had a dream ballet in our holiday show. Don't you know? That's right. You sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When we were developing it, that was the first thing I said. I was like, dream ballet. (laughs) (laughs) We will have a dream ballet to dance with the sugar plum fairies. (laughs) Anyway, after that, Dumbo and Timothy Mouse wake up hungover in a tree. And we have five minutes left in the movie, because it ends so abruptly. Sure does. And a bunch of stereotypical black crows come in mm-hmm. and start laughing at uh, Dumbo for being in a tree. Mm-hmm. And Timothy's like, how did we get in this tree? And he's like, you must have flown, Dumbo, you must have flown. And the crows are like, fly? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to keep doing that impression. No, I, I will <laughs> say, um, I hate that this is like the best song it slaps. It does. It's this so song good. slaps. It's so good, and I hate it because I don't like crows, um, because of what they are. Um, oh, oh yeah, this is where I wrote. I wrote racist crows, and then I wrote, "How do we have eleven minutes left? Nothing has happened." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also, the crow named Jim Crow. Uh, Originally, his actual name in the film is, uh, what is it? Dandy Crow. He's Jim Crow in the original model sheets, but they renamed him to Dandy Crow before the movie was released. Hmm. Just by the way. Yeah. Well, anyway. Either way, they had the idea beforehand to call him Jim Crow. (laughs) Um, And he's voiced by a white man. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Are the other crows voiced by white guys? I don't know. Okay, no. Fats Crow's voiced by the guy who plays um, the Uncle Tom character in uh, Song of the South. Okay. Specs Crow um, is a black man. And 
Deacon Crow. Hal Johnson, I can't tell. Hal Johnson's also a black man who voices Bex. Or Deacon. <clears throat> but I don't know, Jim Carmichael. Uh, but Hal Johnson and his chorus are the people who sang the... Mm -hmm. Hal Johnson Choir are the people who sang the song. Oh, okay. Very good song. Awesome song. Anyway, yeah. Um, so there's, like, conflicting reports on whether or not it is actually racist. It is. It's stereotypical. Yeah. And it's racist. I feel like... I feel like it's... I feel like you could debate it if they didn't originally name it Jim Crow. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's not, like, a happenstance name. Like, they didn't accidentally call it Jim Crow. <laughs> um, a lot of people are saying that how they talk... The only, I think the most racist thing about it is Jim Crow. However, disclaimer, Austin and I are two white men and we'll probably say things wrong here. Yes. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> crows are stereotypical. Um, however, there are, like, how they were talking to each other was similar to how people talked on jazz records for, like, Louis Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Like, how, like, their back chat during the music. Yeah. It's, that's what it's inspired by. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, Whippy Goldberg expressed a desire for the Crow characters to be more merchandised by Disney because those Crows sing the song in Dumbo that everyone remembers. In 2019, <laughs> Floyd Nor Norman, the first African-American animator hired at Walt Disney Productions during the 1950s, defended the Crows in an article entitled Black Crows and Other PC Nonsense. Um, I don't think that's a, <laughs> a good... It's, it's very stereotypical. Yeah. But, you know, I just... Yeah, wanted to throw that it's out there. One of those there. things where I don't think it was actively meant to be harmful. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not. But yeah, like you said, it's it's just like a shameless stereotype. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's not something that you can like discuss. I guess mm -hmm. like you can't discuss. And once again, obviously, we don't we don't own <laughs> any of this. Yeah. Uh, so. This is just oh. what we're seeing in, like, our reactions to it. Yeah. Um, I have seen the remake of Dumbo, and I didn't like how they didn't include them, though. They didn't... There was, like, zero representation in the movie. Yeah. It but was, they could they could have done... I guess they, they probably could have done the remake with them, but just, like, like tone the stereotypes down a little bit, or even just made... Maybe, maybe just different birds. And also, ignoring it doesn't make it go away. No. Like, fix the problem. Yeah. Like, the... Because in... Because the next movie we're watching is the live-action Tim Burton remake of it. So you'll get to hear a commentary on that mm -hmm. then. But when I watched the movie, it really disappointed me when the ringmaster, who was a white man, had the line from the movie, like, you've seen a horse fly, you've seen a dragon fly, but you've never seen an elephant fly, and then Dumbo comes out and flies. Or whatever happens. And I'm like, you took something away from black artists and, like, an iconic song for black artists and you m made it into a single line and you gave it to a white actor. Yeah. Which is, honest, like, is awful. Yeah. To me. Like, I can't, I just, that, I can't fathom that. Mm -hmm. Wanting, like, that's how you're fixing it? Is by making it white? Yeah, just taking the one line that people know. No. One of the lines people know. Yeah. Yeah. And making it white. I got a problem with that. Anyway, moving on. So the crows end up being uh, sympathetic to Dumbo's situation after making fun of him through the song. And they give him a feather from Specs for him to hold, and they call it the magic feather. And together they help Dumbo fly. Mm -hmm. And then the movie ends. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes he goes to the circus and he, he gives back on the top of the flying building, right? Or the flying building. The fire. The fire building. The building that's on fire, yes. Yeah. And then he flies off of that and he flies around and people are like, ooh, ah. Yeah, and then the movie cuts and then there's three newspaper articles. Um, about like Timothy Mouse running the circus, yeah, and then there's... Dumbo inspiring bombers. <laughs> yeah, this is right before World War Two, or this is in the middle of World War Two before America yeah. joined the war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the movie literally ends 
like right there, and then the denouement is three newspaper articles. Yeah, I wrote my last note is nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. No, I love this movie, but nothing happened. Yeah, pretty music. Anyway, so yeah, would you like to hear some Christian mom reviews? Sure. <clears throat> and for these, it's a little bit different because there's some actually offensive stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. These are all from Common Sense Media. Not as cute as I remembered. My five and three year old didn't really enjoy it. The bully concept was rather sad for them and they found the drunken scene confusing rather than fun. So she didn't like how they were being bullied even though it was anti-bullying. That's what I don't get for parents protecting their kids from like entertainment. You're like, there's gonna be mean people in life. Yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, the film with such sorrow and tragedy. Despite this 1941 film, Dumbo has a positive message in what it means to be confident and not bully other people based on their differences. The story can be dramatic, violent, racist, emotional, tragic, and sorrowful. Additionally, I believe this film is a parody of 1940 film Pinocchio and the book itself. Here are the reasons why I hate Dumbo. The film is vile, and you should not watch the film, colon. In the Mrs. Jumbo goes berserk scene, Dumbo gets cruelly tormented by Smitty and his dim-witted friends for his ears. Then Mrs. Jumbo vengefully hits the dim-witted jerk for bullying his son, her son, they misgendered Mrs. Jumbo, before the ringmaster viciously fights Mrs. Jumbo and takes away her son. For the ringmaster, I would write, he is an inquisitive villain, and he is utterly evil. I mean... Yeah. The ringmaster shows no remorse in not only mistreating his animals and his workers, but also Dumbo. The movie is an hour long. Yeah. We don't have time. In the clown act scene, after Dumbo accidentally did not perform well in the pyramid of pachyderms... That, I like the alliteration. Yeah. Dumbo gets once again abused and tormented by the ringmaster and the vulgar clowns. In the act, after the act, the clowns plan to do a dangerous act for Dumbo by jumping from a high building in which they are unaware of killing him. Additionally, the clowns ignorantly remark that elephants have no emotions and they are made out of rubber, in which I believe the directors of the film and Walt Disney went too far with the scene, which is terrifying! Especially the Mrs. Jumbo goes berserk scene. Additionally, this is all over the place. It is. I... Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Additionally, the creators of the film made the clowns very creepy and scary, which is based on caricature. In the baby mind scene, Dumbo meets his imprisoned mother in which his friend Timothy calls to his mother. What? Furthermore, he hopes that his mother is not dead because he thinks that Dumbo's mother could have been killed. But she is alive. Then the song Baby Mind commences in the scene where Dumbo is comforted by mother, while Timothy watches the other circus animals providing care to their babies, in which the scene is sorrowfully tragic. It <clears throat> we should have just read this for the synopsis. In the When I See an Elephant Fly scene, I cannot believe what the creators of Dumbo went too far in creating the crows in which, sorry for the comment, the characters are discriminating African Americans. Sorry for the comment? Why are you apologizing? Are you apologizing for calling out racism? <laughs> Because the creators want to discriminate African Americans based on the way they look like. Furthermore, the creators did utilize the same idea on a roustabout song, but there were no facial designs, only verbal discrimination. However, so there were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Only verbal discrimination. However, there were facial designs to discriminate the African Americans in the parade scene. I didn't notice that. I didn't either. It probably was there. Based on my recommendations, you should not watch the 1941 film Dumbo, because when I was young, I thought the film was good, but now I realize the film has too much racism, discrimination, and trauma. Moreover, this racist Disney film must be permanently banned by the U.S. government. I I hit the capital capitals. Yeah. And the film must be removed from the media as well. There are films that can be akin to the film Dumbo. Trust me, they are much better than this film. Please ignore the age because I recommend that you should not watch this film. That's all over the place. It is. Uh, I want to harken back to when she said it's a parody of Pinocchio. The nose, maybe the ears, like the, the big ears. I guess. I That's think. like loosely connected to Pinocchio because yeah. Pinocchio's nose grows one time. I get having complaints about this movie with the racism. I get that. Yeah. And I have those same complaints. I don't get complaining about it because of it being too sad, or there's bullying, or yeah. he gets drunk on champagne. Especially because <laughs> she knows the movie's about overcoming yeah. that. So like, how are you going to make a movie about overcoming bullying 
and being judged on your appearance if you don't get bullied or judged on your appearance. Um, here's another one. This one's good. Horrific film. Well done. But horrific. This movie is horrific. I don't think kids of any age should watch this movie. The good thing about this one is that it's an anti-circus film, and I am totally against animal circuses because they abuse animals. But there are several things horribly wrong with this movie, too. The clowns and trainers are shown getting totally wasted after what they call a great show. Also, it shows some of the trainers with whips, whipping, beating, teasing, and taunting the elephants just to get them to preform. That's what they did, though. Yeah, that's what. that's how it was. I mean, anyway. Plus, the elephant marching scene seems like someone on drugs or or who is drunk would have animated. The scene has several innuendos, including the Illuminati eye symbol. Oh, God. And they spelled symbol S-Y-M-B-L-E. A belly dancing, quote-unquote, sexy elephant, and others. Well done film animation-wise, but not really appropriate for really young audiences. I threw a VHS tape version of this away at the daycare I work at. I had to pile trash on top of it, because I know several other workers would ask why I did it and what's so bad about it. My kids are not allowed to watch Dumbo or The Little Mermaid. I want to keep it like that, and I encourage more parents, teachers, babysitters, and family members to do the same. Oh, and one more, one more, okay. one more Christian Mom review. Mike Pence did not have the courage to do what he should have done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrective set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. It's <laughs> my favorite Christian Mom review. It's a terrible Christian Mom review. It is. I mean, like, that makes no sense. It doesn't, no. It literally makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it makes no sense. No, what a goofy guy. Well, mm. That's too <laughs> positive of a description. Anyhow. Did you like that? I did. <laughs> um, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. Harkening uh, back to the second mom review, however. Mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid? Yeah, I guess so. I don't I don't know. I don't know. What's also, I don't even know if this is considered an anti-circus film. I think it is because at the end, Timothy takes control of the circus. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, and it, sh- like, it shows the animals in pain, and it's like very much like negative. Yeah, I guess so. yeah. A I negative so. representation of what the circus is, I think. Yeah. There's, I don't think it glorifies anything. No, I get. Yeah, I get, you're right. It doesn't really. To me. No, yeah, no. I, I think I would agree. It doesn't glorify anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I don't think anti-circus is the main push for the movie. No, it's just part of it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So do you have a segment for me? I do. I have the quiz corner. Quiz corner! Quiz corner, it's back. Um, so this is partially um, questions about the uh, inspiration for the movie Dumbo. Okay. Uh, and the other part of the last two questions at least are just elephant trivia in general. Fun. Yeah, okay. How so, funky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so question number one. Okay. There was a real-life elephant that may have inspired the story of Dumbo named Jumbo. Yes, that's true. Jumbo started out in England and then made his way to America where he was purchased for, for, for which circus group? A, Barnum and Bailey. B, the Flying Graysons. C, the Big Top Circus. Or D, the Circus of Pepin and Brashard. Okay. The only one I know of is Barnum and Bailey, and the Flying Graysons is Batman. That's true. So I'm going to go with Barnum and Bailey. That is correct. It was yeah. Barnum and Bailey. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of a that was kind of a soft. Ball. What are the other two? Uh, the Big Top Circus I made up. Okay. And the Circus of Pepin Brachard was like a popular French circus, I think, in Europe. Oh, we we. Um, yeah, I believe so. I could. Uh, actually, think it might have been Russian. Oh, Monsieur Baguette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Russian. Maybe. I don't know. It was somewhere. It was in Europe. You know. It was so cold. That's my Russian accent. (laughs) That's good. I like it. Thank you. Number two. While Jumbo was in captivity in London, how did they keep him calm? Was it A, peanuts, B, a gin and tonic, C, whiskey and beer, or D, marijuana? Marijuana. It was actually C, whiskey and beer. Really? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. He was, Jumbo was very irritable and didn't listen to a lot of his people. Um, so they decided to give him whiskey and beer, which I think only made him more upset. Wine and beer <laughs> from handcrafted beers made in local breweries. But they sing that every time they give it to him. It's from Rent. Yeah, you know, the movie that was out then. Slay at Lovey Bohem. <laughs> I've not seen Rent. What? 
Yeah. I hate it. We should watch it sometime. <laughs> okay. We aren't gonna pay last year's rent. This year's oh, no. rent. I take it back. I've seen like bits and pieces of rent. Rent, 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 rent. Everything is rent. Life <laughs> is rent. You are rent. We are rent. 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 Okay. Keep so on. question number three. <laughs> question number three. How did Jumbo die? Was he A, Jeez. hit by a train? <laughs> B, neglect? C, killed by the circus, or D, old age. Oh, no. Hit by a train, question mark? That was correct. Was really? A train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, like, randomly hit by a train. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. One could argue that that is also neglect. Yeah, one could say that also. Um, so I guess it could be A and B. Uh... But yeah, so he was really popular in England, like super popular, and then he got transferred over to Barnum and Bailey here in the U.S. Uh-huh. Um, but he was so popular that they kept like they even kept like selling merch of him, like they sold like bow ties and stuff, and in England, like he was like a huge merch. Yeah. Um, what was, was so special also, about him? Uh, I don't know. They 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 killed his parents in Africa, and they took him as a young one. He was considered the biggest elephant at the time, uh, but no one's sure if that's true or not. Gotcha. There's a musical based on Jumbo called Jumbo, oh. written by Rogers and Hart. It was in the 30s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Question number four. This mm-hmm. is where the elephant trivia starts. What are elephants afraid of? A. Bigger, scarier elephants. B. <laughs> bees. C, mice, or D, gazelle. Okay, so mice is like the, the fun, like the cartoon thing. I'm going to say bees. That is correct. Elephants are terrified of bees. Really? I'm doing good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and the final question, number five. How long are elephants pregnant? A, too long. Nine months. B, 14 months. C, six months, or D, 22 months. 22 months. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. That's too long. To be pregnant. That's that almost two almost, years. Yeah, almost two years. Um, I've personally never been pregnant. I haven't been pregnant for that long. You haven't? No, I haven't. Have you been pregnant for that long? I haven't been pregnant, period, to be honest. <laughs> um, but... I feel like if I were to be pregnant, I would not want it to be 22 minutes. Or 22 months. 22, 22 minutes, minutes would be, nice. would be great, yeah. Let's get that done. Yes, yeah, in and out. Mm-mm. All right, so... <laughs> get that elephant out. Yeah. Oh, you push it out. <laughs> push, Austin. Stop. Push that elephant out. No, I won't. Push it. Push it. Push it real good. Oh <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Salt and pepper is now the... Uh, Official theme song of our podcast. Is it? No. <laughs> we should make it. And the entire band can awesome. be a theme song. Awesome. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, let's contact Salt and Pepper. I'm sure they're not doing a whole uh, lot right now. No, we know they're not. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've come to your favorite part of the show where we rank Dumbo in terms mm-hmm. of how we've ranked everything else. Mm-hmm. So Dumbo is our fifth film. Dumbo 1941 is our fifth film that we have yeah. watched. So we have to rank it. On a scale of one to five. Okay, can we review the list? Yeah. Number one is Pinocchio. Number two is Fantasia. Number three is Snow White. Number four is The Reluctant Dragon. Trash! (laughs) Um, So, in like three, two, one, and then we'll say your number? Sure. Okay, three, two, one, two. So we'll average it to three? Sure. Yeah. So it'll be Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Snow White, Reluctant Dragon. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah? Yeah, I'm satisfied. You're satisfied with us (laughs) compromising? (laughs) I will update that. Austin. Luke. That's my name. What are we we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be watching Dumbo again. (laughs) Uh, But not this one. (laughs) We didn't think this through. It's going to be the the remake of Dumbo. Yes. Um, I'm assuming that... I haven't seen it. Luke has. I have. Uh... Am I right to assume that this that it might be a bit of a shorter one because the story beats are kind of the same, or is there enough differentiation that it could be? It's like nothing like this movie. Oh, okay. Then, there, it'll, then it'll probably it's be. Not, there's like human characters and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, the, the, there's no mouse. Um, it is literally a two-hour movie. 
That's right. I do remember. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. It's half. It's not half. Twice as long. Hour and fifty-two minutes. Ooh. So, yeah, it's directed by Tim Burton, and it came out in March of twenty nineteen, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, it is March twenty nineteen. Good for me. And I know this film is interesting for you. Yes, it is. Because, uh, as I once again, I haven't seen it, but Luke Luke did tell me that the opening credits of the movie follow basically Luke's life path uh, <laughs> so far. Yeah, so um, at the beginning of the movie, there's a map sequence a la Indiana Jones, and it starts in Sarasota, Florida, mm-hmm. which is where me and Austin live now. Yeah. And then they go up, I think, to like Birmingham or something. Or something and yeah. then it goes northeast, southwest. It goes west, and it stops in Starkville, Mississippi, <laughs> specifically Starkville, which is where me and Austin went to college. Mm-hmm. And then, does it go to Memphis? I think I remember you saying it goes to like Little Rock or something. It goes to Searcy. Oh, it goes okay. to Searcy, Arkansas, which is 45 minutes outside of Little Rock, which is where I was born. So it literally hits all three of the places that I have lived in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which must have felt strange watching that movie. Yeah, today. we were like, I was there with my family, and we're like, oh my god. <laughs> That's awful. Um, so yeah, it was a little trippy. I was like, Tim Burton, stop stalking me. <laughs> god, Tim, Tim. Uh, so yeah, we're going to review this review. <laughs> we're going to talk about the movie next week. Yeah. Um, I don't like it, from what I remember. So really? No, I did not like it. Well, maybe this will be a reverse situation where I like this one and you don't like it yeah we had that with like reluctant dragon didn't we we did yeah yeah i think this is the first time that i've had a more negative experience than you didn't did i not like snow white more than you you may have uh it was years ago it was it feels like it (laughs) um it i don't know if there was as big of a difference I think I might have been iffy on Snow White, but I still enjoyed most of it, whereas I think this one might be more of a stark contrast. I don't think I've ever said yes and you have said no. That's true. I think this is the first time. I think you said yes and I said, mm. Mm-hmm. But we have never said yes and no. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because I wasn't super keen for Luck the Dragon. No. Um, Mr. Benchley can go die, which he already has done. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's one done. Bang right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Yes. You can follow me and Austin on the social medias. I'm at Luke underscore manual, like an instruction manual on all the things. Austin is at Austin Howith or Austin underscore Howith. Am I right? Yep. It's one of the two on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Um, you, you need to get that consistent. To, yeah, you also have to type it out and see. I, I won't get it consistent he refuses to make it easy i do all right have a good day god bless au revoir don't siege the capital please don't oh my god